This is the Gaia-gram, environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis. Sri Lanka is facing one of the worst environmental crises in its history as tons of potentially toxic debris from a fire aboard a container ship blanket miles of its western coastline. The southern Asian country's military said it had subdued the blaze aboard the MV Express Pearl over the weekend after more than a week of raging flames and billowing black smoke. But officials and scientists warn that the maritime disaster is far from over, with billions of plastic pellets washing up on beaches up to 75 miles to the south. Sri Lankan authorities suspect the fire was caused by a leak from the ship's containers, which were carrying 25 metric tons of nitric acid. The chemical is used in fertilizers as well as explosives. East Australia are struggling to cope with a major mouse plague that has left crops destroyed and homes invested with hundreds of rodents running amok. In New South Wales, the most heavily hit area, rodents have found their way into schools, hospitals, supermarkets, and countless family homes. Mice are literally everywhere, in people's houses, in their living rooms, in their clothes, in their cupboards, and in their beds. This is not the first mouse plague Australia has endured, and the current episode came after rains last year left farms abundant with grain, making for a perfect food source for mice. In addition, poisonous bait used in an effort to eradicate the mouse plague may be harming other native species that eat the bait or the dead mice. As reported by Reuters during a typical spring, the silver young salmon swimming in long tanks at the Nimbus Fish Hatchery east of Sacramento would be released into the American River and then make their way to the Pacific Ocean to grow to adulthood. But with extreme drought now gripping California and much of the West Coast, the rivers are too warm for the salmon to survive. Low amounts of rain and snow led to less water and warmer temperatures in the state's rivers. The state plans to truck 17 million of the smolt to the cooler waters of San Francisco Bay this year from various hatcheries, an emergency step not taken since the last major drought in 2014. Lithium-ion rechargeable batteries are an extraordinary technology, and they are increasingly vital to a shift away from burning fossil fuels and towards renewables. But if that shift is to be fast enough to save the planet, the batteries need to be better, and they need to be sustainably sourced and made. The demand for high-energy-density batteries is unstoppable. According to a recent article appearing in Nature, the number of electric vehicles in use globally is estimated to balloon by a factor of 72, reaching nearly 1 billion vehicles between 2020 and 2051. And all those vehicles are going to need batteries. Batteries are an enabler of a sustainable society. The lithium-ion battery is so transformative, so important to our society, that the scientists that pioneered the technology were jointly awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for Chemistry in 2019. On a rainy day in The Hague, the district court delivered a judgment against Royal Dutch Shell, the parent company of the Shell Group. It refuted the excuses regularly relied on to continue extracting oil and gas and vindicated long-standing calls to keep fossil fuels in the ground. The court held that Shell's current policy of merely reducing the carbon intensity of its products by 20% by 2030 and aiming to reach net zero by 2050 would contribute to climate impacts that endanger the human rights of the plaintiffs. 
The decision marks several legal firsts with global implications. It's the first time that a court has found that a company has a legal duty to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions in line with the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement. It is also the first time that the international human rights standard has been used to inform a binding emissions reduction obligation for a company. This was the Gaia Gram, environmental headlines from around a planet in crisis.